0: Thank you for checking us out. I'm Rob Lee from Mastermind Teams Robcast, and this is a brand new episode of Getting to the Truth in His Art. This week, I have the esteemed pleasure of bringing on Brendan Door. Is that, is that accurate pronunciation? That is exactly correct. Gang, gang. Um, from, from Dutch Courage. And um, I want to thank you for coming on and uh, making the time.
1: Ah, Thank you for having me. Um, Yeah, really excited to be here. There might be a point where while we're talking, my business partner gets to uh, re-enter the conversation. He's fixing something because as everyone who's ever been in the restaurant industry knows, uh, there's always something that needs repair. And of course, right before we started this, something broke. (laughs) He's fixing it and I'm here.
0: Well, that's, that's how it is sometimes. You got you to gotta pivot. And, and that's one of the interesting things about what, um, what Dutch Courage is doing. And I'll touch on that in a little bit. Um, but I wanted to ask one question before I get into learning a bit more about Dutch Courage. Is, is it okay if I drink? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. I am drinking a um, Japanese vodka that I picked up yesterday. And it's pretty tasty.
1: Nice. Uh, Nika or Roku? Um, I believe it's Roku. Roku. All right, cool. Um, so
0: following the, uh, the fine folks out there listening that aren't or that aren't familiar with Dutch courage. Can you give them like kind of a description of Dutch courage, put them on, give them some, you know? Yeah. Some,
1: you know? So Dutch courage is a gin centric cocktail bar. We opened, um, with just enough time that we, kind of had the thought today that we had been open for a bar as long as now we have been open as a bottle shop because of COVID. So we were open for about two and a half months and now we're soon going to probably be like as a bottle shop, like a to go bar or to go uh, like liquor store uh, for uh, about two months. But yeah, so we opened up on December 28th. my business partner and I have been. His name's Eric Foy. We have been bartending together for over 15 years. Um, this was a uh, something that I'd always wanted to do: do a gin-centric bar. Um, whiskey, obviously, over the years, as we all know, has become such like a focal point for all the geeks and you know enthusiasts and amateurs out there who are just like, you know, where can I get my bottle of Pappy? You know, but <laughs> you know, gin has been a base spirit in cocktails for almost you know as long as the cocktail has been a creation um all ca- classic cocktail books have uh you know gin cocktails they're filled with gin cocktails as well as whiskey cocktails rye not bourbon um brandy and other ingredients but gin you know gin also gets doesn't get the love like some other spirits um at least for it you know in more recent years it hasn't been getting quite the love and now it finally is but uh, you know, so many people are like, oh, I had a bad experience on gin. And I always ask them, well, was it the quality or the quantity? Because <laughs> when you have quantity, when you have too much of anything, it can be a bad thing. So maybe you should revisit gin, come back, check us out. We have uh, about 120 different gins on our shelf right now. And that number will probably continue to grow.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's, that's one of the really cool things. Like I, uh, my girlfriend lives a few blocks away from the, um, the, the location over there on, uh, on Charles street. And, um, pretty much like we were kind of looking forward and, you know, we look at different things that are in the area. You know, we were early adopters for like sophomore and they've been a guest on Chris from there has been a guest on and, you know, kind of just seeing different things is like, all right, when are, when are the things going to start to open up? And we're kind of like, always looking, it's like, all right, when is Dutch courage opening? What is this place? What's this place about?
2: Yeah,
1: it was a, it was a, it was a little bit of like a, you know, test and trial. So with um, the pandemic happening right now, it feels like almost it hasn't ended. And maybe that is just you know re- bar restaurant ownership. There's always you know, you know, trials and tribulations to get through. But um, yeah, when we first started this whole journey, um, you know, we like probably like a lot of business owners, you bounce, we bounced around a couple s- spots, and people had already heard that we were going to be opening. And then the question just was always on everyone's uh, you know right on the tip of everyone's tongue, when are you going to open? And uh, it's not as simple as just like let me unlock the door and let people open. There's, there's so many hurdles to jump through and it's amazing. Yeah. Um, like us, like kind
0: of being in that neighborhood and kind of seeing it when the opportunity presented itself, I was like, we need a place to go to. That's not far. It's in the area. Let's check it out. And we, we went there and we, we fell in love with it. And one of the things that, you know, I made it a point to do and she as well is all these places, you know, but definitely I've been concentrating on like going at a Dutch courage, like maybe every week, if not every other week. <laughs> and, and you know, I'll go there, I'll buy several bottles and that's what we're drinking. So whatever yeah. we're, we're watching, you know, we're not going to the liquor store, we're going to Dutch courage and I'm walking over there and I think I was um, telling Eric maybe the last time I was there, I was like, I was here, and then I had to turn around because I forgot my damn mask, and I had to run back over here. And I, was <laughs> like, I might have a problem. <laughs> yeah. So, so the name, um, where, where does the name come from? What's the origin? The the origin of the name.
1: So the origin of Dutch courage is that in the uh, 16th century, the the British were fighting. A war called the uh, Thirty Years' War, and um, but it was early enough where quality gin wasn't being produced, but what was being produced was a spirit called Yenever or Genever, okay. as people might say it, and it's a Dutch Holland spirit that is uh, just like gin, it has juniper in it, and Yenever okay. actually means juniper. Ah. And so that's why you have uh you know juniper being this very focal point of what makes gin gin. I mean even the word you neighbor G E N E V E R is when you like look at the first three letters it's G E N almost like gin gin right? Yeah. And so, yeah, so the British are fighting this war and, you know, what a soldiers do a lot of, but drink and what happens when you drink, you get your liquid courage going or your Dutch courage <laughs> going and then, uh, and then they'd fight, you know? Okay. So, um, I remember when I learned about this term, I don't know, 10 years ago or so, I was like, man, I like that term. That's a cool term. That'd be a cool ass bar name. <laughs> and so, so uh, yeah, um, I think that was when the first, you know, probably not 10 years ago, but once one day I finally was like, you know, I'd open a gin bar and <laughs> it would be called, I'd call it Dutch Courage because that's just an awesome name for like, it just sounds cool. <laughs> that's, that's dope. Uh, yeah. that's, that's really cool. Um, I like, I, you know, background story to a name is great. It's like always having a reason, like,
0: you know, when someone has like kind of like a shitty tattoo or, or, or a tattoo, rather. And it's like, what's the story behind there? There's none. I think names go the same way. It's like, oh, yeah, we call it that because, you know, it was a name. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, So why did you choose Baltimore as the place that you were going to kind of because that's one of the focuses
1: of, of this show is yeah. why are you in Baltimore? So I'm a Marylander. Um, I moved here in 1999. I went to Peabody and got a degree in classical vocal performance. God. Um, Eric, my business partner, he was uh, best, fr- he is best friends with one of my college friends. And, uh, so, um, Eric moved here because he's a musician also, but, uh, they were doing a lot of like studio and more like band work. Sure. And so Eric moved out here to be kind of part of that. And we became friends and then eventually we started working together. Um, Eric's from uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Um, but yeah, I, I moved away. I moved up to New York for just a very short period and just realized, you know, I like Baltimore. I love the city. It's real. It's, it's obviously it's got its gritty, its dirty side, it's harsh, but there's a lot of real life here too. You know, there's the real side of life that you can see, not, you know... Um, you know, the neighborhoods change so quickly as you go from one place to another. Um, and I, I appreciate that there are differences in neighborhoods. And so, uh, yeah, I just thought the city is great. It could have an awesome cock. We could be part of like helping this city have like more, even more of a really amazing cocktail scene going on. Um, there's a lot of opportunity here for anybody who really wants it. And so, yeah, I guess that's why Baltimore. I, okay. lo- I love this city. I'm gonna stay here, to where I want to be. That's
0: always great to hear, because that's kind of where this podcast came out of. Like where, you know, want to say back and maybe the summer, maybe last summer, it was so almost a year of doing this. I guess there right. just a lot of spicy shit was said about my city, and I've been here forever. And I'm like, okay, I don't like how this is being talked about. We're just used as a placeholder for this place sucks and this is the place that sucks as of today. And I'm just like, we have individuals here. We have people here. And I think the food and drink scene, because we have a really good food and drink scene is a
1: really big part of a really really great food scene. I mean, there's so many amazing restaurants. Um, I think the the tricky part is like just making sure we have enough guests in the city to fill all those seats. Absolutely. There's really great restaurants. We've definitely seen some really great restaurants um, prior to, the pandemic, but we've seen a lot of great, great restaurants, unfortunately not survive. Um, yes. but you know, like, like I was saying, there's so much opportunity here for anybody who really wants it. And with that opportunity, um, I think it's the chance to be in a city that we help build it together the way we want to see it. Um, you know, which makes me think this upcoming election therefore is very important. <laughs> uh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so where, where did you get your start? Um, actually, so Eric, my business partner just fixed the, uh, fixed the freezer and now he's sitting next to me. So I'm going to let him jump in with, where did you get your start,
2: Eric? How you doing? Hi. <laughs> uh, well, I, uh, moved to Baltimore close to 20 years ago. Uh, I didn't have any experience in restaurants at all. And, uh, one of the people to help unload the U-Haul trailer was, uh, my business partner, Brendan door, and he agreed to drive me around the city looking for some work. And uh, we pulled up to the uh, Belvedere Hotel, uh, which has the Albar restaurant in it. And uh, Brendan had uh, spent a little bit of time there, a new manager. And uh, that's pretty much where I cut my teeth as a, uh, a server uh, at the Al Bar. And I kept jumping behind the bar and they kept kicking me out. <laughs> and eventually uh, enough people called off and I ended up working a Friday night and kind of just stuck it out. They stopped kicking. <laughs> <laughs> i've i've
0: been to the uh, owl bar actually for a birthday a few years back so uh, yeah that's definitely a, a great place um so I, I so one question around like the drinks because i, I kind of put a pin in it earlier i think when it came to i think like what dutch courage is doing in terms of kind of the pivot like you guys are very creative <laughs> and I, I i dig what you're doing with the different cocktails that are there um with the cocktails that I guess you're familiar with making, being that you have so much experience in the the field. What has been like maybe a couple of your favorite drinks to make? And what have been some of your least
1: favorite drinks to make? Um, Are we talking least favorite drinks just in general? Or are we talking least favorite drinks during uh, quarantine? We could frame it as
0: during a quarantine if you like.
1: (laughs) Um, I don't know if we've had any least favorite. Actually, I can't say we really had any least favorite drinks during quarantine because we've just kind of made what we want.
2: Uh, I love to make every drink because that's my passion.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, you got to tell yourself that um, I'll just say it. My, one of my least favorite drinks is a crush. Um, I guess, just because, <laughs> I guess just because you go to like, it's one of those cocktails that is at some bars that, and they do it well. And it's like they're set up for it. And I think what makes a really good crush, to be honest, is if you're like right there and actually fresh pressing the juice with a hand press when somebody orders it. And so the juice doesn't get any fresher. And, you know, they're using a flavored vodka and they're using a, like a triple sack or something like that. But I think it really does come down to like the juicing of it right there in front of you. And I guess, I mean, we juice our citrus in-house, pretty much almost every day, if not like every other day, um, when we're open for like all this all normal business. Um, so our juice is seriously fresh, but I don't know. There's just something about like an orange crush or a grapefruit crush. When you get it at like you go to Riley's or some like a place like that and they do it fresh and it is really great. But then I don't know, coming into a, like a cocktail bar that is doing things a little differently. Um, it's kind of like, you know, that bar, that cocktail is a signature at bars that are doing that cocktail. And then, you know, you come to another bar and it's like, you know, that's not a cocktail that we're set up for. It's not how we've set things up. We're trying to do something different and then people order it and, you know, we make it for them, but I just, uh, I don't know. There's something about it that makes you just go, man, just get it at Riley's. It's so much better
2: there. You You, you also drink with your eyes. So that the experience, and then it's, it's just not this like.
1: I don't make them enough. I don't turn them out enough. Um, our glassware just isn't the same. So people get it and they're like, used to getting in like a giant pint glass or like some 20 ounce cup. And I'm giving it to you in like a 12 ounce or 10 ounce highball glass that I put gin and tonics in. And they're like, wait, what's this? You know? (laughs) But like, I don't know. The whole experience to me is just thrown off because it's just not a cocktail that we're set up to do. And so therefore like, I think it's just, better at the places that are like we're an orange crush bar come get crushes <laughs> or like, We're like a fancy craft cocktail bar that's gonna be in a tweezer of flour into your drink
0: <laughs> i mean even 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 the take home like um usually when i go there and i'll, I'll get two or three things and i'll, I'll ask for recommendations so i was like all right so my girl likes this so what should i get and then i'll go there and i'll try to do my best version of everything that's there. It's like I'm going to make this as pretty as possible. I'm going to, you know, kind of take a cue from what I've seen in the, the, the one time I was actually there before all of this nonsense happened. And yeah. I was just like, all right, we're going to enjoy this. And it's just been a part of our weekends it, and like, yeah. you know, Dutch courage has been a part of our weekends and definitely um, I'm happy to say that I, I dig yeah. it. You know, you guys are definitely a part of the community, a part of our weekends, every weekend. That's awesome. That, so, feels,
1: that feels good to hear. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. <laughs>
0: so, um, I, so go, going back into that, that, that previous question, So, so what are your favorite? Because you said you have kind of been able to do kind of anything you want. And I guess what has been one of your like your favorites? Like, you know, you'll have some like that was really good, that was great. But you know what? That one, that one is coming back. That one's coming back soon. And maybe even in that same question, what is your approach with coming up
2: with maybe new cocktails? So, um, Eric here. Uh, for me, my favorites um, are the three ingredient cocktails, maybe four ingredient cocktails. You you've got the classic riffs, and sometimes you just add a little something to make it pop. Uh, that's what I'm enjoying the most now. Are just those simple cocktails. You know, there's there's a sweet and there's a sour and there's a spirit. Mm-hmm. And you know, modifier, or and then that modifier that yeah just sets it off. Or an old fashioned. You know, there's there's nothing wrong with an old fashioned. Uh it's great when you switch out the, the main spirit too. Uh ours is gin and they make damn good old fashions.
1: <laughs> they do. <laughs> I think my favorite I think, um has been for during quarantine. Um so my wife and I were like cleaning some stuff out and there's a bottle of uh like prescription guaifenesin, And um I was like We'd already, you know, we'd started doing cocktails in plastic bottles that have a nice seal top lid. And I was like, I was like, where do you get a medicine bottle from? And so we looked it up, we're getting our bottles from a, like a, like a medical marijuana, like supply company online, like that supplies all the bottles and all the wrappers and all that kind of stuff and so we've been ordering all these bottles and i love that like with that we've been able to like pivot to having cocktails that come off as like medicinal products like we I did. Have, man, I have one in my home right now <laughs> we did man pappy's cough medicine which was kind of fun and you know we made it like a cherry flavor and it's really like a beefed up old fashioned with some port and bitters and like sfum- i think we put spumato in it and we put cherry in it and so it had this like rich, boozy, slightly medicinal but cherry flavor. And I think like the packaging is like, you know, you drink with your eyes, like we were saying. Mm-hmm. Um but then also uh doing a play on the classic penicillin, but moving it over to gin and calling <laughs> It was even fun to do the labels and make the labels look a little bit like uh, you know, your prescription label on a bottle saying like how many doses to take per day and you know, we joked around and we're like, oh, you know, our, one of our uh, our close friends, who's also one of our bartenders, Ryan Sparks. they are like Dr. Ryan Sparks, so we're like, Ryan, you got to sign all the labels. <laughs> yeah, so I thought I thought those were those were super fun. It made it it made it like you know, in in this very dark period for all of us. You know, it was definitely put some smiles on our faces.
0: Well, that, that's that's good. I mean, like that's you know when I saw I, I'm I'm blanking on the name of it. I think it was the the antidote,
1: maybe. Oh, immunity, that, immunity, the
0: immunity. Yeah, wow. I I still have one in my refrigerator. I take a shot of that every day because I I used to drink um a mix of like turmeric and all of this other stuff. And I was like, this makes this taste good. <laughs> like this is done well. This is done right. Yeah, it tastes and good. yeah, so I just see the bottle in there. I was like, oh, I got to take my medicine. <laughs> It's good for you.
1: (laughs) It is. I mean, it does have a lot of good stuff. Ginger and fresh citrus and turmeric. Honey. It's great.
0: Um, So we're moving towards the uh, kind of the last last portion of it um, before we get into just kind of what I like to call shameless plug time. Um, But uh, so ultimately with Dutch Courage, let's say, you know, after everything is kind of done and we're back to some degree of normalcy what is ultimately is the, the main goal of what you guys would want to do? Like, you know, pie in the sky, like shooting for the moon, what would be that main thing that you guys would want to do with Dutch Courage?
1: Um, I mean, I think first, the first real like main goal is to be seen as a great neighborhood bar where everyone is welcome. Um, you don't have to come in and buy a $10, $12, $15 cocktail. You can come in and just get a beer. You know, we have beers that aren't expensive. We we specifically tried to you know feature really good wine that doesn't cost a lot. You know, you can get a nice glass of wine that you're not going to hopefully see out on the uh, the shelves at the spirit sh- or like the liquor stores and have a unique glass of wine. Um, we tried to feature a lot of like more local beer. There's so many great beer, but I didn't want to diversify the beer list to be something like that is challenging to our next-door neighbor um you know so we have beer we have wine you know and then our spirit list um you can do tastes you can do full pours um we can build you your own little tasting sampling thing and the tastes are inexpensive they're only like you know they some of the tastes are like 275 i think we is like one of the cheapest pour like two 250 is one of the like least expensive pours. I mean they go up from there, but they don't go up in like a dramatic way. So we want people to be like you can go there and like experience a lot of things and come regularly and enjoy yourself for not a lot of money. You don't have to like, you know, break the bank to go to a bar that is top-notch, top quality, but still welcoming, feels like a neighborhood joint. Um, So that's like, I think, first step goal, like number one, Mm -hmm. I mean, goal number two is obviously for this place to be um, successful for us. And obviously for our staff, we want our staff to, you know, be really happy that they're working here. Um, They're able to support themselves and, um, you know, help them move on and to other things if that's what they choose to do. Um, and then, I mean, you know, we'd like to be recognized as a really quality bar, you know, by our peers around, around the, uh, the state, the region and the country, you know, but, um, I think the biggest goal really is still like in the back of my mind is to just be a really great, solid neighborhood bar that people love. You know, you think of like good bars in the city that have been around forever and people still really like them. I mean, I think first one that comes to my mind is Brewers, Brewers Art. Art Institution. Yep. That's great.
0: That, that's great. And I wish you guys the best in that regard because I'm going to keep coming because you guys are helping me out with my little uh, alcohol habit. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is an opportunity for some shameless plugs, um, address, location, social media, all of that stuff that people can check you out and at least buy some bottles until we get back to you know normal.
1: Sure. So our address is 20. 20- 22, 29 North Charles street. We're on the corner of Charles and 23rd. Um, our Instagram handle is Dutch courage, gin bar You can check us out. We pretty much do daily posts. Um, we're not putting out like the menu online because we change up things pretty regularly. Um, from week to week, we haven't been carrying over the cocktails as much as, uh, you know, just trying to keep things fresh and original. So it keeps people coming in and checking us out
2: um what else promotions weekly
1: promotions. oh yeah we have exactly we have weekly promotions from uh from cocktail kits to uh featured spirit kit or spirit bottles um and then you know we'll we'll see what comes we have a few ideas we don't want to disclose yet that uh you know, as long as cocktails to go continue, we have, a uh, we have one idea that we just started making happen today, but it'll probably be at least a week or so out before, uh, people hear about it. Um, plants. yeah, we have, yeah, we have plants. We do cool planters, herb boxes and, uh, flower bot flower pots, hanging flower pots. Um, and I guess right now we're also trying to plan on what to, ha- what to do when uh, we're allowed to reopen. Um, we have a really awesome courtyard, um, so we do have a nice big outdoor space that we're going to be able to serve on. Um, we're trying to decide how to make that uh, you know, a place where people can go out to rain or shine because that wasn't our uh, original plan, um, but we're, we're working on all those things. That's great. It's, it's great that you guys are like
0: pivoting. Both of you guys seem to be very well. Not even seem like from what I've seen, you guys are very creative and able to kind of pivot, and that's it, it, that's something I admire. So I thank you for what you guys are doing, and you know, um, bully for you. I, I don't know if that's even a thing to say, but it it feels like it. So yeah, um, I want to thank both of you, um, Eric and Brendan, for coming on. Um, definitely, everybody, check out Dutch Courage. Hit them up. Social media, all
1: of that stuff. Buy,
0: buy some cocktails, people.
1: Get yeah, this. buy some cocktails. Come in. You can you can also even call us and or message us and ask us for a custom cocktail. We don't mind like taking special requests for people. So that's another thing we've been doing. So you guys have heard it.
0: Um, so I, again, thank you guys for coming on. Um, and yeah, this has been Rob Lee um, for getting to the truth in his art. Saying there's art and there's creativity in Baltimore and booze and spirits, gin. He's got to go look for it.
1: Thank you.